Andy, my dude, have you heard of the magical website builder known as Squarespace? Ugh, not another Squarespace ad. I feel like every podcast is sponsored by them. <laughs> hey, 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 don't knock it till you try it. Yes, okay, it is overhyped. But actually, it lives up to the hype. Squarespace is like a website fairy godmother. With a click of a button, your site transforms into a beautiful masterpiece. A website fairy godmother? That sounds interesting. What makes it so magical? Well, for starters, those slick templates make anyone look like a professional web designer. Pick one, customize the colors and fonts to match your brand, and voila. Plus, the drag-and-drop fluid engine is so easy, your grandma could build a site on Squarespace. Well, she did knit me a lovely scarf last Christmas. Maybe website design is next. Exactly. And when you're ready to sell your Nana's handmade scarves online, Squarespace has built-in e-commerce. Add a store with one click. Get flexible payment options. Then watch those sales roll in. And when she wants to teach others her steezy scarf skills, Squarespace's new courses feature is just the ticket. Nana can set up her curriculum and enrollments and payments in a snap and become the next e-knitting influencer. Wow, you really sold me with the grandma angle. Sign me up for that free try. Just go to thenextreel.com slash Squarespace and transform your site into a beautiful Squarespace masterpiece. Well, thanks, Pete. Even though it's overhyped, Squarespace actually sounds perfect for Nana's site's needs. Appreciate the warning on the ads, though. I'll brace myself next time I listen to a podcast. Anytime. Let me know if you need any help getting that site up and running. Andy, can you believe we've almost hit 700 episodes of The Next Reel? I know, it's crazy. And with all the other episodes in our family of podcasts, we are well over 1,200 episodes of movie conversation. It's really pretty amazing that we've gotten to have these in-depth movie chats every week for over a decade now. And we couldn't have done it without our loyal community of film fans. Their support over the years has meant so much. For sure. That reminds me, we should give the merch store a shout out. Buying shirts from thenextreel.com slash merch is a great way listeners can continue to support the show. Plus, they get to support our great designs. Absolutely. I think sometimes folks forget we have a variety of shirts, mugs, phone cases, and more available. In fact, a great place to start is with a shirt sporting the Next Reel's logo. We also have that classic Fast Times Spicoli Surf School tee, or the weirdly popular Rusty's European Tour shirt. The one from National Foods European Vacation. Why is that so popular? <laughs> Search me, but we have sold a ridiculous number of those. I guess there are a lot of Rusties taking trips to Europe? We're always adding new designs based on movies we've covered, like our brand new design for a streetcar named Desire, featuring a streetcar named Desire. So if you want to rep your love of TNR and films, head to thenextreel.com slash merch. Every purchase helps us continue to have these weekly in-depth conversations. So visit thenextreel.com slash merch today. And as always, thanks for listening and being a part of the Next Real community. We've got lots more great movie chats coming your way. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. I have of late, but wherefore I know not, lost all my mirth, foregone all custom of exercises, and indeed it goes so heavily with my disposition that this goodly framed earth seems to me a sterile promontory. This most excellent canopy the air, look you, this brave o'erhanging firmament, this majestical roof fretted with golden fire, why it appears no other thing to me than a foul and pestilent congregation of vapors. 
What a piece of work is man, how noble in reason, how infinite in faculty, in form and moving, how express and admirable, in action, how like an angel, in apprehension, how like a god. The beauty of the world, the paragon of animals, and yet to me, what is this quintessence of dust? Man delights, not me. It is Saturday, June 5th, 2021, and as we all know, that means it's Constitution Day in Denmark, the birth of Danish democracy. <laughs> Thank you for taking time away from your uh, your party to listen to our little show, because this <laughs> is Saturday Matinee. Uh, those words were from the melancholy Dane himself, Hamlet, Act 2, Scene 2, from his eponymous play. And just like Hamlet would be nowhere without his excellent good friends, here they are, my own Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, <laughs> Rob Cabasco and Steve Sarmento. Good lads, how do you both? Oh, how sat, Matt, how I've missed you so. <laughs> oh, wow. Amazing. Good day. Good day to you Good both. Day. Good day. What is the matter that you read, sir? Words, <laughs> words, 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 words. Great to see uh, you guys. So, uh, yeah, you Absolutely. too. And we have a we have a phalanx of Phoenicians. Yes, oh. all three of us in Phoenix at the same time at the it's, same thing. Yes. Isn't that amazing? The sun's up and it's 120 degrees it's already. So That's right. <laughs> oh God, I'm sweating so bad. <laughs> this is the time of year when we don't talk about the weather in Phoenix. <laughs> yeah. Hey, talk to us in October through February, and we won't shut up. About no, listen, and for, the, and for those of you who know, like I think is tonight the night that the low is going to be 80. And yeah, yes, that's degrees so. Fahrenheit. You Celsius yeah. people, you'll know. That's right. ridiculous. All the, all, the, all, the, all the people in Denmark are like, we don't understand. Yeah, it's no. <laughs> it's outrageous. It's just outrageous anyway. So uh, my, my first question, of course, is what have you both been watching? I have been uh, catching up on a series that a lot of people had mentioned. I think Pete had been touting the, the merits of the show. So my wife and I have been on our Apple Plus account watching For All Mankind. <gasps> oh, welcome to the no family. Kidding. Yes. Rob we're, and I love that show. We're about halfway, halfway through season two. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's well, I th actually we're more than halfway. I think we've got two episodes left. So, yeah. Yeah, loving this show. Well, yes. Ron Moore, you know, yes. can't, can't do, can't go wrong with that. So yes, that's where we're spending our time. Oh man, you got some good stuff coming too. The second half of that season is amazing. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing that with my wife, and then with my daughter, she got me hooked on some anime, My Hero Academia on oh, Hulu. So, which is really fun. It, the whole premise is you, you've got a universe. Uh, where like 20 years ago, something happened and people started being born with what they call quirks, which are like superpowers. So you've got a whole, like 80% of the population has these quirks. So different superhero powers. And our main character is this little little kid who really, really wants to be this awesome superhero, but is born without a quirk. And he applies to get into the university program or whatever they call it. Um, but he's granted this quirk from this superhero. And so now it's sort of his his quest to become the best superhero ever. And it's all about the drama of being in school and the clicks and all that stuff. And it's it's amazing. It's just a really great, fun show, really smartly written. You know, if you're not into anime, I think this might be a good entry point because it's not all the crazy weird stuff that you get in anime with like Death Note and some of these other things. It's just really about superheroes and being a teenager. So a lot of fun. I've heard good things about that one. My daughter's also an anime. She is not into that one because she's also a hipster. Oh. She's like, ugh, uh. everybody's into higher academia. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because within the subculture, you've got to be even more niche. Yes, mm -hmm. I understand. 
What about you, Rob? Uh, well, okay. I will admit we uh, got caught up on several season finales of of network episodic television that we watch. Mm. So there was that, and we did introduce my daughter. Um, as this is my my daughter's final summer with with us, she goes off to college in the fall. Oh, I was going to say your final summer is this Logan's run. This she is it. We're like, you're done. done. The crystal started flashing. We have legally know. completed our obligation to your development. You are now an adult. Leave. It's the Hunger Games. Good luck. So, <laughs> but no, we're like we realized that this is the last summer where yeah, yeah. I mean, right? She'll yeah. she'll be a part, still part of the nest. So we have a whole list of movies that we need to to get in before it's over and uh this week's was jerry Maguire, which okay oh, was very enjoyable my only um wow it has aged very well it, mm. it's it's still very funny and charming the only thing that gets you is is that 25 years later and yes 25 years later very much of a not serious look at mental health and concussions in sports. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. yes. And those are the two things that have not aged well at all yeah. in the movie. But other than that, it's fine. And then last night, my wife and I, my wife will hate to hear this. Um, uh-huh. We were going through HBO Max and just seeing, hey, what's been newly added to HBO Max? And we stumbled on Eyes Wide Shut and we, pa- we, we, we fast forwarded <laughs> through Eyes Wide Shut. And I'm going to tell you, <laughs> uh, speaking of things that haven't aged well. I, I still yeah. don't understand anything. <laughs> well, I don't know that that one from birth. No, <laughs> yeah, but it was worse. Like yeah. there was a whole oh, subplot yeah. that I was like scanning through that. I went, I, I don't even remember this subplot. Like yeah. what happened? <laughs> anyway, I, I always uh, thought with that movie, uh, if you re-edit it and add a, a soundtrack full of pop music, you could just make it Tom Cruise can't get laid and it would be <laughs> yes. a whole be- yeah, much better the, movie. The piano chords that just... <laughs> just, you know, add a beat. Yeah. It'd be fantastic. Um, yeah, I I have been actually venturing back to the movie theater since last oh, time I was yeah. on Semet. I have been three times. Oh. Uh, I took my 13-year-old daughter to see Jaws. Oh. I knew I wanted to make sure yes. that she saw it in the theater because there's, there's just something about yes. certain movies that have to be experienced in the theater for the first time. Uh, and that was great. That was my first time going back in 18 months uh so it and it was great like i i went in there like nervous and like i'm like is this gonna still gonna be weird and there's social distancing and we wore masks and, and all stuff and that was fine even though we're she and i are both fully vaccinated uh and we sat and i sat down and it was like coming home i was yeah. like oh i've missed yes. this so much <laughs> and it was just got into the rhythm of it and it was fine and she loved the movie wasn't scared at all but that's not really a surprise right. uh but it still holds up like even after you know 45 46 years whatever it is it's it the the story he tells is great and and the fact that the shark wasn't working makes it a better movie yes. because you develop the characters that much more uh you know she was snarking a little bit but she's also 13 <laughs> so that was going to happen uh then later that same week uh, I took her to see the 35th anniversary of Stand by Me oh and that went terribly oh, she oh no hated that movie <laughs> <laughs> I thought it still held up really well, but it as I watch it, you know, and now with 2021 eyes and father eyes too, it's very dude heavy. There are only yeah. two women who speak yeah. in the movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it's and I, I was trying to like she and she like the slurs she couldn't get past. She couldn't right. get past yeah. the rough language, and I was like, I was like, okay, you know, I grew up in the you know the 70s, 80s. 
they were still talking like this then. Yes. Like it, yeah, it was right. like we just, all you did had to do was update the metaphor. I'm like, I don't, I don't, I'm not saying this is right or good, but I'm telling you, the the kids I grew up with, this is how they talked. This is how they treated yes. each other. This is yeah. how they treated me. Like this is very, very accurate to that time. But I think there is something about the boys on bikes thing that doesn't always translate. <laughs> yes, to the other side. And then uh, my wife and I went on a date and we saw Cruella. Oh, and so that was a you know, major release and a major uh, day. And so like that was like a, a pretty much a, yeah. a I'd say 75% full theater. Okay. Uh, and like, and once again, I felt fine. Like I felt comfortable. I felt good. And then by that point they had taken down the mask mandates. So we didn't even have to wear masks in the theater. Uh, and so, yeah, it was, it was good. Uh, the movie has its issues. Did they already do a, did they do a film board or something? No, no, no. Cause, I, cause we did uh quiet place too. So that was my oh, okay. first time back in the theater actually. Oh, okay. The same thing. So my wife and daughter and in one row and Andy and his wife and his son <laughs> in the, in the row behind us nice. watching a quiet place too. So we were able to have a little discussion afterwards. And then we talked about it on the uh, members exclusive uh, film board that just dropped earlier this week. So okay. yeah, I don't want. That, I just don't want to steal anybody's by thunder with my with my thumbnail. No, no, no. Um, no I think uh, I think there's plenty of word out there that it's yeah a bit messy. It's, yeah, well, it's a bit messy. Yeah, I, I'd say it's good. I enjoyed it. I had a good time with it, but it doesn't make a whole lot of sense why it even exists. <laughs> like I sort of watched it and I was having a good time, and the and I would say. Disney has some act two problems. This has one of the best act twos of any live action oh, Disney wow. movie. It's so good in the middle. And then they get to act three and you go, huh? Oh, that's that. That's where they're going. And they end it and you go, so you just don't care at all about what follows. <laughs> like, you're like, cause by the time you get to the end, it doesn't line up with anything. It doesn't line up with 101 Dalmatians, the animated, the live action, the novel, like anything. And you kind of go, Oh, Oh, okay. okay. Like, are they setting up for a cinematic universe or a sequel? I don't <laughs> sure. know, but it it's so strange. Like, it's, it's you get the feeling that it used to be really vicious, and every revision yeah. it just got nicer and nicer and nicer yeah. until they were finally like, okay, now we can also sell this to children, and it's okay. And it sort yeah. of it ends up being a little toothless by you get to the end when it's an origin story of a supervillain. You kind of think that there's going to be some major dark stuff by the time you get to the end. Right. Nope, you yeah. are absolutely totally fine, and you walk out with a spring in your step and a song on your ass because this has the more needle drops than pretty much anything that's not called Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy. It is like they are wall to wall. It's a Quentin Tarantino movie. They're just wall to wall with the seventies, but the the songs are all really good. Uh, but at the same time, slow down. Right. So, anyways, that was that was okay. my my, my yeah. movie going experience. No, it's have great you, to be back in the theaters, isn't it? Isn't Rob, it great have, you been, have you been out to the theater yet? No, I'm I'm planning uh, for sure Black Widow in July. Oh, yes, in uh, July. Yeah. That's a month. Dude, I know. Yes. Kyle and I are going to come down there. We're yeah. going to grab you and drag yeah. you into a theater because it it is something. It is no, so I, much right. fun. Yeah, the, the, the social distance. Oh, I mean, because even Quiet Place right. too. Support your Harkins. Packed, yes, yeah. it was packed, but it was it was spaced out, and with you know the Harkins sure. recliners, you've you've got plenty of a buffer, and there's so many good things coming on into theaters in the next I mean, couple weeks, and yeah. so is F nine. So <laughs> I mean, seriously though, I mean the best way. I mean, honest to God, the best way to see True. that movie is going to be on the biggest possible screen. Oh, of course, yes. of course, yes, yes. You know, it's just like those <laughs> you 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 lose some of the the impact when you're watching it you know on your phone like it just doesn't have quite the same zing well they're going into space in their cars okay yeah, right. that's, 
Oh, yeah. Space oh. cars, Rob. Space All right. Cars. Maybe you might have me at that. <laughs> Maybe like we'll, we'll see if we can get a, a Satmat group together. Yes. We'll go, like, I'll be down for that. A bunch yeah. of extra right. hosts all packed in the theater watching, you know, Vin and and the boys and girls, yeah. I guess. Nice. All right. So, uh, all right. So that's, that's the, there's our uh, update on where we're at. Let's talk about the future. Let's talk about trailers. Uh, I got in there first because I was shocked that no one had put this on there because it's one of the best trailers I've seen all year. And it's Edgar Wright's new movie, Last Night in Soho. The lights are much brighter there. You can forget all your troubles, forget all your cares. So go downtown. Things will be great when you're downtown. I've been eagerly anticipating this. It, it was something that was supposed to come out last year, so it's been done for a while. And then, of course, 2020 happened, and we all know how that went. And Edgar Wright was determined that it had to be seen in a theater. Uh, he's been a, a strong advocate for this. At the time, he seemed like he was insane. Now he seems like he was a prophet. Uh, we'll have to wait till October, unfortunately. Uh, but uh, I am so excited about this. I have no idea what's happening in the movie, but, <laughs> but I am so excited about seeing it. What did you guys think of the trailer? Oh, it looks okay. The moment there's a moment. This is not a spoiler, obviously, to the trailer. You're not knowing what's going on. But when she walks through whatever that portal is and you see Thunderball, the Thunderball lit poster on the marquee. Yeah. yeah. Oh, immediate, immediately my eyes widened and I went, whoa. And then everything after that, you've just got to see the trailer. I mean, yes, yeah. it, it blows your mind. In a way that I will say, I have seen other trailers of other movies that will go unnamed that blow your mind. And then the movie doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah. I actually yeah. think this will make sense as crazy as it looks. I, I think there is an in, a very inter interesting psychological and maybe there's time movement. I don't know what what parallel dimension there is, but I am definitely into this. This this looks great. Yes, I'm so excited because it looks like he's treading into a new genre. Because mm -hmm. although Shaun of the Dead is a horror film, it's it's lighthearted, it's fun, it's it's a wacky comedy. This gets really dark at the yeah. end of the, the trailer of like we're going full on like horror ghosts. We got arms busting through the floor. Mm -hmm. I don't know what this is, but it's a different type of Edgar Wright film that I am all on board for because it looks gorgeous, amazing cast. I'm all in. Seeing this on the big screen right yeah. there. Yeah, yes. I know. Okay. October can't come fast enough. I love Edgar Wright. I love everything that he does. He's so precise in everything he mm -hmm. does. And, he, and you can watch his movies over and over again and see all these little subtleties. Yes. So I can't wait to see what he does in a whole new genre that he's done before. Oh, so. well, just one thing to add is I love at the yeah. end of the way when, when you were mentioning that, Steve, the the hands coming through the wall and the and yeah. the floor, that moment where he's, he freeze frames the shot. 
and there's the oh, crack. Yes. So yeah. 70s. Oh, I mean, yes. yeah, like I was like, yes, okay, yeah. now you totally got me. No, there's it's Suspiria yes. in there. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, right in there. And so and that's obviously Anna Taylor Joy, who, uh, if any of you have seen the Queen's Gambit, she's the star of that. Our boy Matt Smith, the doctor. Yes. I was gonna be, and uh, and one of her final performances, Dame Diana Rigg, is also in this movie, which I was yes. surprised. Oh, wow. and, T- and Terrence Stamp, which I didn't know about. So I think there's might be something going on with visiting these people now. Like maybe like this is they're old now, and so this is telling the story of then. Oh yeah. But is Matt Smith playing a young Terrence Stamp? That would be interesting. Oh wow, yeah, interesting. Right. I don't know. So uh, yeah, it should be a good one. Uh, so October twenty second, only in theaters. Last night in Soho. Rob, you had the next trailer. Tell us about uh, your trip to the future. Okay, so when I when I was looking very well done, uh, uh-huh. when I was looking uh, for trailers this week, I'm like, okay, what's something fresh? Okay, so I see this. This is a movie called The Tomorrow War, starring Chris Pratt. Okay, none of you are my child. Has anyone seen Mary? are fighting a war 30 years in the future. Is this a joke? Our enemy is not human. We need you to fight. You got drafted. I will be back. Why is this happening? What about the teacher's deferment and the veteran's deferment? If I don't go, they're going to draft you in my place. But if something does happen to me, you and Mary will be taken care of. If something happens to you, Dan, 70% of draftees do not return. Sometimes a man does what's best for his family, not himself. Move your shirt, please. What's this for? It's just a test. Oh, a seatbelt. Was it a driving test? No, you don't have jokes in the future? Ah! This device facilitates your jump to and from the future war. One minute to jump. Oh, here, buddy. Take that. You just look around like that. How are you so calm? Long story. Yeah, ex-military? Yeah. Kind of a short story, I guess. Three, two, one. I had not heard of this. The backstory is the movie was supposed to release on Christmas last year in 2020. It got delayed. It got bought, of course, by uh, Amazon bought it. Mm-hmm. Uh, right? Typical because it's a Paramount movie. And uh, they went ahead and are bringing it out on July 2nd on uh, Amazon Prime. Okay, here's the thing. Yes, it is. A, it is a looks cl- a little bit cliched of this aliens attack Earth. And, you know, fighting ensues. But what what got me was the concept that is in the trailer is, no, this happens in like the year 2051. The war is not going well against aliens. And they have found a way to travel back in time and draft people into fight yes. for the future. That's that got me like that. I found interesting. And I was like, OK, and and the trailer, you know what? It's it's a big this is a big budget full effects. This is not your typical the weekend uh, Netflix or Amazon release. No, this this was a legitimate full blown movie. Right. It's surprised it surprised me with the cast. J.K. Simmons is in it. Like I said, Chris mm-hmm. Pratt. It surprised me that wow, this is a movie that they gobbled up and they are literally just putting out on Prime on July Fourth weekend. Like I well, I'm gonna watch it just because I want to see what happened. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, no, I, this is one that, yeah, this should be like the big, you know, July 4th, go in the theater, see what your family's thing. So I don't know how to take this whole Amazon Prime thing because 
this is a movie that's I think is going to suffer from the small screen because it it is a really cool concept. It, I'm all love sci-fi stuff like this. Okay, what are we going to? Yeah, it's going to tread into you know familiar territory. You know, whatever. That's fine. But I want to go see aliens and big explosions on a big screen on the Fourth of July weekend. Chris Pratt. Yeah, fun. Yeah, is is there a hidden disaster behind the behind this? I I don't know. I sure hope not because <laughs> this should be, you know, maybe not something that's going to break new ground in any area, but just to execute well on the tropes that are in this and you're going to be fine. That's that's, right. that's the thing is uh I'm trying to remember uh oh gosh, which which episode was it where we were uh, I think it was a quiet place too where we talked about if you can just competently execute a movie you're going to be just fine and that was mm -hmm. you know sort of the quiet place it wasn't as great as the first one but competent and yeah it's entertaining that's what i'm expecting out of this but the fact that they're not putting it in theaters i, I don't know yeah. yeah that makes me makes me wonder makes me worry because i thought how can you screw this up right yeah. you got time travel you got aliens you're recruiting people the little twist hinted at in the theater of like maybe they can stop this war from happening somewhere in the past i thought okay we've we've got our i've got my stakes involved in this i'm on board so yeah i'll, I'll be there you know july 2nd on my amazon prime being what happens yeah i'll preface my comments by saying i also will be watching it that weekend However, <laughs> the first teaser they put out was awful. There have oh. been a lot of bad trailers this year, and that was terrible. And it really turned me off to it. The one that Rob picked this this week, like, oh, they actually are showing the story. They're showing all of it. I'm like, right. oh, okay, this is much better. But I'm still coming from a place of, ooh, I don't know. Uh, and the fact that I, I'm fine with them keeping the reveal of the enemy so at the end, you see yeah. a brief flash and everything. Yeah. I, was, I was like, are they other people? Are they, where are they? But then you see it is sort of a creature type thing. It makes me a little nervous that there is some kind of a twist coming. And right. I was like, oh, please don't. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's time travel. Like, you have aliens, you have time travel, you have war. That's enough. You don't also need to add an yeah. M. Night Shyamalan twist onto it where man is the real enemy. No, That's uh, right. Okay. So, yeah, they, uh, they accidentally brought George Washington back to, into the future, and so they're fighting colonial soldiers in the future who are the real villains. Yes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Wait, is that a movie? No. <laughs> <laughs> it was a vampire. Was it Abraham Lincoln yeah, vampire hunter? <laughs> you never just, it's in the same cinematic universe, right? Exactly. Uh, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> Establishing connections. We didn't know what there was. A, there's been a secret universe being built yes, behind us. That's right. About knew. presidents and science fiction. There we go. Well, yeah, you're right. I mean, um, Yvonne Shurhovsky is in this from yeah. Chuck, and also for those of you who like me who are playing the Mass Effect. Uh, you know, re relaunch that uh, they just put out. She's also in that. Uh, J.K. Simmons, and unfortunately, Betty Gilpin seems to be playing the wife. And yeah, I was like, that was, oh, that was man, disappointing. She's so fantastic, and yeah. I'm like, she's gonna get like five lines and be like, "You need to come home for our son." Like, yeah. Oh, you're <laughs> so like everybody's got to pay their dues, and I get it, but like, what a waste no. of talent. No, because so, she was such a badass in the hunt. I'm like, no, yeah. I want to see her get drafted. Right, and fight alongside and in Glow. I mean, yes. I love yeah. her oh, so yes. much. Glow. She's so yes. tough, and yes. yeah, just to be yeah. the wife. I was like, uh, oh man, Hollywood do better. Right. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see. Like I said, I'll yeah. be watching it, and you know, I'm sure we'll talk about it in the future. Uh, when's that coming out, Rob? Uh, July second. So on uh, on Amazon Prime. Only on Amazon Prime. Only on Amazon Prime. Other Beezles. So, Steve, yeah, uh, we've been to the past. We've been to the future. Now take us inside our oh, own minds. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I bring you Inception 2. I mean, uh, Reminiscence uh, <laughs> by writer-director Lisa Joy. You're going on a journey. 
A journey through memory. All you have to do is follow my voice. We're closed. I know, I'm sorry it's late. We have time for one more job. began to rise and war broke out. Nostalgia became a way of life. There wasn't a lot to look forward to. So people began looking back. Nothing is more addictive than the past. No, 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 put me back. Put me back. I understand. She's moved on, and you should too. People don't just to find where she'd gone, I had to know where she'd been. Was she running from the past? Or racing back towards it? How much did you really know her? How much did you know? Who was she? Who was she when not with me? You think you want answers? Well, you don't. Where is she? Where is she? In the trailer, it said, oh, you know, one of the creators of Westworld. And I was like, oh, okay, Ooh. which one? Oh, it's it's Lisa Joy, which yeah. to her, her credit has, you know, this, she hasn't done a lot of directing, but she has, I think, some significant credits to her name yes. when it comes to writing with Pushing Daisies, Burn Notice, Westworld. But to me, there are just so many things that hint of inception of we've got a device that allows people to get into their memories and we're avoiding the 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 present by you know lingering in the past and there's a love interest and does she exist does she not uh it, that's the one thing that just made me cringe so much about this and i thought well let's see who's in it well we've got hugh jackman we have uh rebecca ferguson we've got thandy newton i thought okay well oh, tendyway Tan, I'm sorry, Tanduwe. Tan I'm not yes. correct, you'd be a no. jerk. I'm saying like she just no, no, no. officially clarified she, this. Yes, so I wanted she to did. make sure that we, we were getting that right. And you are absolutely right in correcting me on that. Um, yeah, so, I mean, great cast on this and good credentials on it. it I don't know what to make of it because it looks great, but I just keep thinking this is Inception all over again. It's a, it's, it's a movie that it was on the blacklist in 2013. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm it's coming to HBO and theaters in August. This is one that, yeah, I'm probably going to be a sucker and I'm going to go see it in the theater because it, again, big spectacle on this want that experience in the theaters. But in the back of my mind, I'll be thinking, is it going to be as, is it going to be what you think it is? Or is this going to be a, a disappointment? And I'm really torn on this one. This is one that I, I want to love this movie, but I, I'm just cautiously optimistic about it because it I don't know how well it's going to it's taking on a lot in the yeah. trailer. I'm like, holy cow, there's so much story here. How long is this movie going to be? And how are we going to craftfully like navigate all the pieces that it seems like you're setting up in here? So th that's what I brought because I feel like it could be great. It could be something we mock. I don't know. What do you guys think? <laughs> yeah, I kind of have those same vibes. I, I like the neo-noir part. 
that sort of like yes. that there's a, a mystery and there's tough guys and detectives and all that stuff. But the more they're pushing that, like go into the, the inception matrixy mind history thing. I was like, Oh man, this is just going to be one of those really boring psychological thrills where it's like, <laughs> yeah. is it real? Right. Is it his memory or are we live? Like, uh, okay. But, but same thing. Apparently the screenplay was really strong that, that she wrote. She's got some great, great credential from, from Westworld. It has very Westworld sort of look to it too. It's yes. like the, the sort of, post-apocalyptic sort of flooding city thing, like something terrible has happened there. But yeah, I don't know. It, it's got a lot stacked against it. So I'm, I'm hoping they can they can pull it out because it, I don't get that same sort of what's going on vibe I got from like the first trailer for The Matrix where you're like, right. what is this? What's happening? Right. It's sort of like, this looks like a lot. This is not a cut. I'm interested in this, but I will tell you as I watch the trailer, and this is a weird, weird mashup I'm about to do. But when it got to it, I said, well, this is the prestige meets Avatar. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you why. Ah, Kyle's okay. laughing at me. It's no, I'm putting, the it, I'm, trying, I'm putting it together in my head. Because the prestige, it just looks something that was, you know, the transported man. If you know the prestige and if you yeah. don't know the prestige, my God, you should. But yeah. like, you know, it was just yeah. this, this, this illusion, this, this whole bunch of illusions and what is real and what isn't. And the moment in the trailer where they pull him out of the the mind machine and he's like yeah. wake up you got to get out of there i was like well that, that's avatar right and i yeah. and i said to myself what a weird mashup of movies it's hugh jackman i'm gonna watch it yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course yeah. it's a it's a it's a little bit assassin's creed as well i guess because i mean they're oh, like, except yeah. he's going back into his own memories not his ancestors yeah. memories but yeah well no good yeah. pick when, when does that uh when does that come out the date on that one is august 20th and again hbo max and in theaters so you've got some As choices and that's a late addition to the hbo max slate right because it is. okay yeah yeah, right. yeah. yeah. Uh, and when they did that first list at the start of the year i don't think that yeah. this was nope. mentioned in yeah. it no not at all all right so you know that dune opened up a slot so oh there's that. There's only now. Yes. So there's there's a little yes. bit of news if you weren't playing that. Right. All right. So all right. So those are our trailers. Nice. So um so uh let's uh, let's talk about a little game that I something I put together. Uh, okay. I started thinking about it this week and uh, and being that it is Danish Constitution Day, uh, my thoughts turned to Hamlet. But uh, don't worry, this is not a Shakespearean trivia contest. Um, instead, I started thinking about the actors who have taken on the melancholy Dane, the dutiful son of a slain king, on film. Uh, we got Kenneth Branagh. We got Mel Gibson. Lawrence Olivier, Ethan Hawke, all dudes, all white, all straight. And it's Pride Month, so why not let some other worthy actors take on the role? So I'm putting you two in the shoes of a casting director, putting together a new film adaptation of Hamlet. You'll need to pick from these 16 worthy contenders. I really wanted to do eight, but I kept adding more and I couldn't stop. So uh, I have picked uh, 16 actors who are LGBTQ+. Nice. Uh, and so uh, they, I want uh, you to pick which of these you think would make the best Hamlet all in. Now, I think all of these actually would be amazing Hamlets. Uh, so, uh, I, so, but uh, I think uh, we're going to go to the, you two are going to go and determine who it is that will be the top. So uh, as sexuality is a spectrum, I've tried to provide people from all the letters of LGBTQQIPSAA. 
which I found out about today. So that's lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, questioning, queer, intersex, pansexual, two-spirit, androgynous, and asexual. So I, I did not get a representation from every single one of those because I was also going for name recognition because I didn't want to have to spend a lot of time with us IMDBing so we could all remember. So as always, my choices are both capricious and arbitrary. And I left off a lot of really good people. So this is not meant to be definitive. It's just really great people. And the only uh, caveat my daughter, who's incredibly woke, put on me is, you are not allowed to put on Neil Patrick Harris. I said, okay. So <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, Thank you. Judy, you'll have to sit this one out. <laughs> All right. So uh, we will start with our, our uh, this is our, our sweet 16 here. So who do you think would be the best Hamlet of all of these? So our first competition is between Elliot Page and Ezra Miller. Oh, wow. Out of the gate. Strong. I know, right? As soon as yeah. I said Elliot Page, I'm like, I want to see Elliot Page Hamlet so bad yes. now. But Ezra Miller, because I just, okay, going back to things I've watched, I this past weekend I did the whole uh, Batman versus Superman. Oh, Ultimate Edition and Zack Snyder, you know, Justice League. Yeah, so, wow. Seven hours of your life. Right yes, there. exactly. And I had a great time, but I was like, ah, yeah, you know, nice. Ezra Miller. Yeah, you know, that's... <sighs> I love that dude. Because I also... He's got a couple, weird energy he, to he him. He does. Because really like, like, have you guys seen We Need to Talk About Kevin? No. It was one of his first roles. Oh, man. Dark, disturbing, withdrawn. And for me, that... Gives him a slight edge, although I love Elliot Page and the breadth of work there. But I think when it comes to the the brooding, I think I, I got to go with Ezra Miller on that one. Okay, Rob. I agree with everything. There is a part. <laughs> well, I will tell you this. No, I'll go with Ezra Miller, too. But the reason why is because as much as there's a huge curiosity then of seeing, well, how does Elliot Page then what what would he do? Right. With the role. Yeah, Ezra Miller, because I because that body of work that I can I can look at, I mm -hmm. yeah, Ezra Miller. Okay. Yeah. All right. Ezra Miller advances on. Flashes into the second round. <laughs> All right. Uh, our next lineup, uh, Kristen Stewart or Zachary Kinto. Oh. Oh, wow. Okay. Right? Yeah. That's what's cool about this is everyone you you think of, you go like, oh. Oh. Yeah, well, these are such a wow! What a what a what a high bar matchup here you have. This was the, right, yeah. Um, I'm gonna say uh, again, based on based on scope of work, I'm gonna say Zachary Kinto. Kids, that's how you say it, right? Oh, yeah, Kinto. Yeah, Kinto. As far as I know, yes, <laughs> yes. Right. I tried to do my homework, but you nice. Know. Okay, when you say breadth of work, I know heroes and Star Trek. What what else am I? Am I so I've got okay, I've got Spock in my head, and I'm oh, like, oh yeah, okay, that's it. That, it's actually based on Spock. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Spock Hamlet. Well, Is that because what you're I going haven't for? seen. Okay, I'm gonna he, be honest with you, and I haven't. Have seen you been watching Twilight. Invincible? Oh, okay. Well, I watched the first. I've watched the first two episodes. Okay, what, well, he's he's robot. Oh, okay. Oh, and you right. didn't know, so that should go a long way towards. There you go. You know, I'm just horrible with voice recognition, but <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm gonna concur with that one because I th I think there's again there's a when it comes to Hamlet there's there's a darkness that I think he can yeah we'll go with him okay all right Zachary Zachary you put me on the spot though that was good <laughs> what are you, you talking about Spock Spock? Hamlet that's okay that's come actually, on yeah, that's yes, I'm talking about Spock <laughs> will he prosper in the second round <laughs> we'll see <laughs> uh, all right our next thing we're going to, uh, across the board two. 
Um, a couple of funny ladies who also can uh, bring the heat if they need to. From Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Stephanie Beatrice mm. versus Kate McKinnon. <laughs> we know they can be funny but they can yes. also be serious yes they can oh steve you go you go first because we'll all <laughs> no i yeah. wow, this is this is a this is a tough one well it's a tough one because there i will just say yeah. there's an answer for me that immediately i wanted to say but then i'm like well no 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 think it through mm-hmm. and there is more to think it through right because because the, both of them you're bringing yeah. you, that is a hamlet that is a that's a there's got to be a, a comedic element like you just have to because yeah. the timing well, is yeah. so Trage- good tragedy right. and especially, comedy, right? especially yeah. when he's putting right. an antique disposition right. on yes immediately i think oh kate mckinnon and but then it's like no no some of the the wackiest comedians you, you know you think you're jim carrey right you're robin mm-hmm. williams can really go into that deeply serious side and i just haven't ah you know because i haven't seen it i, w- I would be curious but i i uh, it's so Foreign. I don't. I, I'm kind of curious to see what Stephanie would bring to that. That's that's so. That's where I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the opposite of what I would assume would be the correct answer. Oh, because <laughs> yeah, that's what my. That's exactly what oh, really? I was. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, but I. Uh, I kind of want to see Kate McKinnon do that. No, I'm going to go yeah. Kate McKinnon. Kyle, you're going to have to. Tell, oh, you're going to have to, okay. you're gonna have to tie break it. All right. Interesting. Um. Uh. You know, I I actually had that had the same thought too. I was thinking about, it. and I think. If you ever see Stephanie Beatrice in any other role or in an interview, you'll find out how much of a transformation yeah. Rosa Diaz is. Right. So I think knowing that, I think I would like to see what she could do. So I'm going to put Stephanie Beatrice. Oh, she was right. in Short Term 12. Okay. All right. Have you guys seen Short Term 12? No, that keeps coming up. No. Oh, but- my gosh. You guys need to see Short Term 12. Because um, every it's one of these films you look at and you're like, oh, my gosh. Everybody is in this film. I mean, so you've got Brie Larson, John Gallagher Jr., Stephanie Beatrice, Rami Malek. Uh, who else? We've got Lakeith Stanfield in there. I mean, it's you, you watch this and go, they were all in this movie together? What? Um, yes, I forgot she was in that. Yeah, no, that helps. Yeah, we're right. We got it, Kyle. We're right. <laughs> we're right. Rob, yes, what do you think? I don't, I don't know. Modern Family. I thought of Modern Family when she comes uh, in on yeah. it. Never mind. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, all right. Uh, our next uh, one is sometimes you just put James together and you get magic. Uh, there's no <laughs> thing that connects these two, except that I think it's really funny to put them against each other. Evan Rachel Wood and Titus Burgess. <laughs> <laughs> Titus Burgess, of course, from 30 Rock. Uh, and, uh, yeah. Uh, no, I have to go Evan Rachel Wood. Yes. And, uh, yes. Un- unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. No, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Titus. Westworld. No, oh. Titus belongs in Titus Andronicus if you're going to put him in any shape. Well, <laughs> there you go. Name so it. I'm sorry, Steve, who did you pick? I picked Evan Rachel Wood. Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to. So I'm, I'm settling the. the you're settling oh, yeah. this one. Okay. Yeah. So I think I'm going to have to go with Evan Rachel Wood too, just because oh, yeah. I think there's nothing she can't do. Well, I exactly. mean, these are not, man, there's no, right? I mean, there's no wrong answer, but. Oh, I yeah, mean, there, there are, are, Rob, and you keep picking them. That's fine. <laughs> I knew I was setting you up. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Uh, we got um, good. a couple of franchise players. We have okay. Wentworth Miller or B.D. Wong. Wentworth Miller, of course, from Prison Break and from Legends of Tomorrow, where he played Captain Cold. And B.D. Wong, who was uh, probably, well, he's been in a bunch of stuff. Yeah, but like, uh, right. Most recently, I would say Jurassic World. Yeah. Uh, Jurassic Park and then Jurassic World. Right. Because I love the way B.D. Wong. I mean, when he, okay, when he shows up, 
in Father of the Bride. <laughs> I, I mean, like, I mean, and I know yeah. that's just a, okay, but it really, it, no, I'm going to go with BD Wong. And you are correct. No. Yeah, that's the way to go. I was going to say, if no, that was I love Wentworth Miller. I love yeah, Wentworth Miller. Right. No, but, but BD Wong, Wong, I think, yeah. is the clear. It's obviously here. Yes. Next lineup is Anna Paquin or Sarah Ramirez. Anna Paquin obviously was from the X Men franchise and True Blood. Uh, and Sarah Ramirez from Grey's Anatomy. And she also did a good stint on Broadway. And I'm not familiar with Sarah. She does not get enough work. That's yeah. part of the problem. Yeah. Oh, so I'm a little bit um oh biased. Yes. Well <laughs> under I mean, there's there's a couple of people I think like, Sarah Ramirez needs to people need to hire her. She is amazing. Yeah, but she doesn't want to work as much. But she's going up like okay, so you mentioned Anna Packman, you mentioned those things. You you don't mention the piano. I, I mean, didn't mention the t- piano just because she was, I, the one thing she won an Oscar for. Why yeah, should we, exactly. why should we talk on. about that? I'm <laughs> talking about True Blood. <laughs> I, I think people I'm actually a, watched. Oh, right. oh snap. The wow. piano. I mean, Controversial take 20 years I, later. Okay. We need to do a whole conversation about the piano and our experiences with that movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes. I saw it in the theater and I loved it. But of course, you know, it's, I'm I'm going to I'm a, you know, Terrence Malick fan. I'm, you know, I'm going to go into those. Sure. Domains. But no, yeah, I, I mean, Anna Paquin, and again, I w- yeah, I think again, I think she's just got the range, and I would love to see her tackle that. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, okay. Anna Paquin moves on. Okay, uh, our next lineup: uh, Wilson Cruz or Lena Waithe. So Wilson Cruz, obviously from Star Trek Discovery, oh. and one of the foremost uh, or one of the original cast members of Rent. So you know Broadway royalty, uh, Lena Waithe from Master of None. She was in Westworld. And I have seen Master of None. Yeah. Yeah. I I think we go with the precedent that Rob said earlier, and anybody in Star Trek just gets, you know, gets the role. (laughs) And you are right on this one. You are correct. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Wilson Cruz moves on. I have no problems with that. Uh, And uh, the last lineup of the the first round is Tessa Thompson versus Billy Porter. Oh, dude, you like, wait wait a minute. (laughs) Two winners, like, you can't go wrong, and you're going to go wrong, because no matter who you choose, you're going to lose, and you're going to win. Uh, 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 Tessa of course, was Valkyrie uh, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, and also... She's done a ton of stuff. Um, Billy Porter, of course, Pose, and and I didn't really and Billy... and uh, and, uh, and Residents in Our Heart, right? And I and uh because uh, we binged American Horror Story a few months ago oh, here yeah. in the household, mm-hmm. and I didn't realize how much he was in that too. Yeah, um, a lot of people. I'm, yeah, I'm just doing thumbnails. Like these people have like oh, long yeah. oh, yeah, resumes. Yeah. So forgive me if I'm not mentioning the thing that you know them from, audience. I want to say Tessa. Yes, yes, you do. Yeah, that is correct. All right. <laughs> From Men in Black International. <laughs> or uh, <laughs> Annihilation. Everybody's got to pay the bills. Yeah. Or Creed, you know. All right. Yes. All right. So yeah. that's first round okay. done. All right. So, all right. Second round. This should be it should be easier and more difficult at the same time. So our first uh, is Ezra Miller or Zachary Kinto. Flash or Spock. <laughs> Who is your Hamlet? <laughs> Flash. <laughs> I, no, on that one, I yes. I agree. Ezra again. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, I don't think these two have ever been up for the same role. Uh, B.D. Wong or Anna Paquin. <laughs> oh. Though they both look great in a dress. 
true. BD Wong had a famous. Role I'm going to say BD Wong. Yes. Hmm? Yes, right. I really like now we're that. on the yeah. same page. Yes. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> right. watch, watch uh, for the next one. Yeah. <laughs> Stephanie Beatrice or Evan Rachel Wood. Oh, I'm going to go with Evan Rachel Wood. Oh, no, Stephanie. Oh, interesting. There you go. Okay. Split the vote. All right. Um, yeah, I love Stephanie Beatrice, but uh, Evan Rachel Wood, man, I just can't. Stop thinking about that. It's so. okay because we just know Rob is I wrong. Such a <laughs> loser. <laughs> uh, okay, Wilson Cruz or Tessa Thompson? Oh, wow! This did not get easier. Uh, no, nope. it didn't. Because in addition to Star Trek, I, I mean, you go way back with Wilson Cruz. You go to my so-called right. life and the, all of that mm-hmm. going on. Yeah, in there. absolutely. And, and that's yeah. But I do want to uh, Tessa Thompson. I think I I want to see that. Like now I'm in the like the mode of like, what would I want to see? Right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Tessa. And I agree. I agree. Yes. All right. Tessa Thompson, move on. All right. Final four. Ezra Miller or BD Wong. Oh. Oh, I'm at Ezra Miller. Yeah. Wow. I, when you really think about it, no, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Okay. Ezra Miller. Oh, this gets an interesting. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Evan Rachel Wood or Tessa Thompson. I'm still going to go with Tessa. And I'm still going to go with Evan. Oh, Rachel. Rachel. <laughs> well, there we know. All right. So, <laughs> it's Ezra uh, versus Evan. <laughs> it, 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 it's, yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So our, our, our is E versus E. Ezra versus Evan. Ezra Miller or Evan Rachel Wood. Who is your Hamlet? Well, now... Uh, you go. Go ahead. I'll. <laughs> <laughs> for, for me, there's no right or wrong answer in this because no, I think either of them would be. About this is, this is no the, both of these really, I think, would do something really unique and different with it. But I'll go with Ezra Miller. Ooh, okay, Kyle, you're gonna have to do it because now oh. you guys brought me on <laughs> to, the to Evan, Evan Rachel, Rachel Wood. <laughs> so there you go. It's your call. Kyle, it's your I game. know that's can't the thing. Be, <laughs> you can't be so wrong. I have so there no you go. Yeah, you but I gotta say, I would. Uh, I, I say this. This is this is the concession I'll make. Evan Rachel Wood as Hamlet, Ezra, as you know, like basically to put him in as one. I'm trying to think of of who the best person to be to be Mercutio. You know, oh, you're thinking of like be, Laertes or something? Yeah, like exactly. That? I'm trying yeah. to think it would be better. Yeah. Uh, yeah, to like put him in like as a as a foil. Mm-hmm. But true. Yeah. Yeah, Laertes would be pretty good. But yes, but that's that's all secondary because our Hamlet for 2021 is Evan Rachel Wood. There we go. There we go. I'm fine with that. Yes. Well done. Yes. Yeah. Well, I forgot to say that was I was calling that the Unpack My Heart Elimination Challenge. Oh, so, thank you all for participating. But nice. they, that's not what they came here to see. That was just bonus stuff. They're here for the list game. So we were challenged by our listeners to do movies set in the Pacific Northwest. Mm. Woo. How thrilling. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yep. <laughs> like sometimes you, you know, you get uh, movies that sound like porn titles and sometimes you get movies set in the Pacific Northwest, but it's what the people demanded. So it's what we do. Uh, so I had the first trailer, so I get to go first. Uh, mine is a little film from 2000 that not a lot of people saw, because even though it starred the star of one of the biggest franchises of all time. Uh, and that's called Horns. 
starring Harry Potter himself. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's directed by Alexandra Aha. It's written by uh, Keith Bunnan, based on Joe Hill's novel, who is uh, also the son of Stephen King. It's about a guy who grows horns uh, and then can, and everybody confesses their sins to him. It's a weird, dark fantasy set in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, it is, uh, it, if you ha- you have to have a bit of a strong constitution to go through it because you know it, it is from the you know, from the DNA of Stephen King uh, in a way. Uh, so, but that's my first one. That's one that I it always shows up like, mm-hmm. and I'm like, eh, I don't know if I feel like that today. And it's all it's like <laughs> yeah. always just scroll you past. I'm like, in a mood for it. You can you can oh, see the poster tonight. and go, oh okay, yeah, yeah, I get what that's about. So yeah, Harry Potter goes dark. Yes. So if you want to see Daniel Radcliffe, you know, step into the bad side. So then he becomes Daniel Badcliffe? Ooh. Oh, jeez. Oh, no. He's always rad. Oh, my God. <laughs> Cliff. <laughs> All right. So uh, I think, Rob, you got in there next. Okay, I go next. Okay. Yeah. No, uh, here's the deal. I, I I don't know what to tell you about my picks this week. Because um, they're all <laughs> over the place. But... I wasn't. Are okay. they all set in the Pacific Northwest? Yeah, they're, all, they're not all over the place. They're in the Pacific. Uh, they're Northwest. in the Pacific, especially there. Then specifically, they're all Oregon. So there you go. Right. Okay. Wait okay. a minute. When I when I uh, the, this is the first movie I thought of. One okay. of my favorite movies of all time. I go in and I'm like, well, there's no way I can pick this because I'll go in and search the, you know, the next real film yeah. podcast, Cyclomatic three thousand, and it won't be. Yeah. It'll be there. No, sure. this movie's not in the database. I don't know how it is not in the database. Oh. And in looking for it, I learned something that I did not even know about this movie for all the years I've ever seen it. That's right. I'm talking about the 1978 American comedy film directed by John Landis, written by Harold Ramis, Douglas Kenny, and Chris Miller, Animal House. Oh, whoa. Right? I thought that was on the East Coast. No. Oh, no. Animal. Ah, now uh-huh. we're somewhere. Did okay. you know that Faber College is the University of Oregon, Eugene. Oh, oh. no. Okay. okay. So, okay. And, and there's a whole story about this. So first of all, I don't have to talk about the movie, but there's two, well, there, <laughs> but except there are two things I'm going to talk about, uh, things I didn't realize. Okay. Number one, it takes place, University of Oregon. The main reason why they got there is because for whatever reason, site location, you know, the shoot, everything, time of year, um, they refused to have permission for the graduate to film there in 1967. And then oh. they come in with the animal house. And they're like, oh, yeah, well, we, we missed out on that. So, yeah, you can definitely film that movie here. <laughs> I don't think they realized what was happening. Oh, no. So that's number one. Number two. So you remember when uh, uh, basically uh, Flounder and Pinto and Boone, they go and they take their dates from like Dickinson yeah. College, I think. And they go to um, the, the, the club, right, where Otis is playing. And all these years, because I this is what you hear, I thought he said, welcome to the Destelay Club, right? No, you know what the name of the place is? Mm-mm. It's the Dexter Lake Club. Oh. And I never knew that. It's a real place that actually exists. Totally blew my mind. Okay. Last thing, this movie, over the course of its run, has made somewhere along the lines of, I think, $141 million. Do you know what, what the budget was for Animal House? <laughs> And this is in 1970. Okay, but I mean, it, it's still not, you're not even going to believe it. Three million dollars. Wow. 
Uh, that would translate to probably like what twelve now. Okay, but I mean, I mean it's yeah, under twenty it's, million dollars movie. Still, you, got, about you got your John Belushi money in there. You got <laughs> yeah. you got to be paying him and right. his habit. That, That's you know, right. At the time. <laughs> well, I mean, and okay. still that uh, budget. That was under yeah. catering. Yes, you exactly. A, yes. you had to make a death mobile. You, yeah. you had to oh, do yeah. so many different things. Yes, I yeah. just couldn't believe it. And anyway, here's the deal: if you haven't watched Animal House in a while, oh watch gosh. it. <laughs> Kevin Bacon, amazing. Yeah. There yes. you go, Animal House. Right. Good one. Right. Steve, what do you got? We're not going to have any steals today. I don't think so. I, I don't I think, think so. Because I, I looked and I was like, okay, I got mine. And I'm like, these are obscure. I mean, they're yeah. movies that are dear to my heart mm. um, that I don't, you, you may or may not have seen any of these because, uh, well, I know my first pick is one that probably not many people have seen because it, it came and went very quickly in theaters. It was on, I think, Showtime for a while, if you had your subscription to, to Showtime. Uh, but it's a really interesting film that has a very odd stri- framing structure because the first part is there's a woman out walking her dog. They're out on the shore and the dog's sniffing around. She starts digging and unearths these two skeletons laying side by side. And then we get a flashback to now we're way back in time we're with fur trappers in oregon in the oregon territory and we've got our our main character who's a cook that befriends a chinese immigrant and they come up with this whole scam and they're they're cooking up these little biscuits and selling them to make money to survive and hopefully save up enough money to move on in kelly reichardt's 2019 film first cow wow which is never even heard of that it's Simple story because they yeah. there's one cow in town that a wealthy guy owns and they go and steal milk in the middle of the night for their biscuits. And that's what makes the biscuits taste so good because most people don't have access to milk. Short film. It's uh, No, no, it's not a short film. It feels short. It's two hours, but it's <laughs> such a tight story. Uh, it's one I highly recommend because it's just, there's not a lot to it, but it's just really, really entertaining. Yes. First cow is definitely not on my list. No. That's a great right. pick. I remember seeing the trailer for that. And we yeah. wanted to see it, but we never got around to it. I think something happened exactly. in 2020. I forget what it was. Yeah. But, uh, stuff. yeah. <laughs> mm, it's all a blur. <laughs> but that's, that's a great, great pick. All right. So back to the top. That's just me. Uh, so my next one is a is another little, I think, underseen film. Uh, it's kind of about time travel, but it's more about uh, people. Uh, dealing with it. And, and of course, the director went on to have a strong franchise showing uh from 2012 it's safety not guaranteed oh yes uh, which is directed by colin trevorrow who almost directed a star wars movie but uh (laughs) things happened but you know he's okay worth dinosaurs so everything is fine uh aubrey praza mark duplass and i forgot jake johnson is in that too that's the end set in the pacific northwest it's a fun little movie no it's a good concept it feels like a small little you know thing and then you get to the end and it goes Mm -hmm. what is going on (laughs) yeah right it's like like this weird indie kind of thing and at the end it kind of takes off in a direction you kind of go okay nice back to you rob um okay so again sticking with my oregon theme uh this movie takes place in portland oregon for those of you who are educators and you want to know that your life's work as an educator is not wasted and that it's meaningful and then maybe at the same time, you're trying to concoct your world-changing symphony. That's right. <laughs> I'm crying already. You I'm show? not crying. Oh my you're God, crying. Come on. The music. Yes. The beautiful boy. Be- oh, oh, you know what you're talking about. Every time. Um, yeah, I'm talking about Richard Dreyfuss, 1995's Mr. Holland's Opus. I I mean, I was scratching at the bottom. Wait, wait, you see my third pick. Hey, listen, if anybody thinks, wow, Rob, you're, what are you doing today? Just wait. 
But this movie is tender. Does it hold up? I don't know. I haven't seen it in a long, long time. But it's Richard Dreyfuss. Mm-hmm. That's all. Okay. No, that's enough said. That's, not, <laughs> Indeed. that's my catchphrase. You can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, didn't mean to end the show early. I'm sorry. Oh, bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hondo. There we go. So I'm also in the Portland area for this one. This was a little film that uh, came out in the late 80s. I was working in the video store um, and saw this one because, hey, I, I, I like Matt Damon in a movie. And uh, it's a quirky little film from a director you may have heard from, uh, Gus Van Sant, mm. uh, with uh, Matt Damon, Kelly Lynch, a uh, little film called Drugstore Cowboy, oh, which nice. uh, has has a great moment with you cast, you know, notorious uh, beat writer and drug addict uh, William S. Burroughs with a great line of dialogue saying basically that I believe right wingers are going to use drug hysteria to enforce a police state in the future. Uh, yeah, yep, you're uh, predicting the future there, good old Bill Burroughs. But uh, this is a fun little film. My brother and I quote it all the time. You never put a hat on the bed. You never look at the backside of a mirror. All these quirky superstitions uh, as you follow Bob, uh, played by Matt Dillon, and his little crew robbing drugstores up in Portland. He's a drugstore cowboy. Oh, all right, so uh, while, while you two have been picking films that are near and dear to your hearts, my last one is a film that nearly destroyed me. Oh. So uh, in the in the my my desert island years from 2000 to about 2010, or when I worked as a projectionist at a movie theater, so I was lead projectionist. So. From that time period, uh, I saw pretty much everything that came out if it was a wide a mainstream release because this was a 16-screen multiplex. Uh, and at the time when I first started, it was like that proverbial kid in the candy store. I watched everything because yep. I could. So I get to have a private showing of every movie that came out. And so I did. Uh, until I got to this movie, and it was so egregious and awful, it broke me. And I realized, I can't do this to myself anymore. I am doing more injury than I am good. And I had to start getting a little pickier about the movies that I, I, I had to watch. Uh, and it's from 2003. It's called The Hunted, starring Tommy Lee Jones and Benicio Del Toro. Oh, directed by William Friedkin. And... With a resume like that, you think it'd be great. It's not. It's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. And I found out one of the reasons behind this was that it was during the writer's strike. So oh. they were actually shooting on a first draft script and they couldn't make any changes to it. Uh, so they did what they could. And it is not good. If you ever want to know why people Tommy Lee Jones had a bad reputation, this is one of the reasons why. Because if he's not being directed in the way he likes, he <laughs> has some really bad habits and they are all on display in The Hunted. If, but, uh, you know, even if you're curious, just don't. Just don't watch it. <laughs> but, but it's got a 6.1 on IMDb. It's got know, a 6.1. That's the, yes. I think it's the, it's the Benicio bump, you know, the everything's bump. in, it yes. just gets a little, yeah. Yeah. It's, it hurts. It hurts even remembering it. Wow. Yeah. Prepare yourselves. Okay. Number one, do you like creative uses of melted candle wax? <laughs> Number two, do you like to be restrained by your own belt? Number three, do you never want to look at parking structures the same way ever again? If the answer to all three of those questions is yes, then you, my friend, will want to watch 1993's American erotic thriller, Body of Evidence. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't. I don't. <laughs> no, you I don't. don't. Yeah, listen, no one wants that. <laughs> listen, everybody. I mean, this is what I got. <laughs> There's nothing else. I had an eyes wide shut comment at the beginning. I'm closing here with mm-hmm. body of evidence. This is where I'm at. <laughs> that's that's the uh, Madonna. Right? That's the Madonna. Yes. It's her fourth yeah. role. It yeah. probably could have been the last. Well, no, Dick Tracy. Never mind. No, it just. No. We wouldn't have gotten swept away then. You wouldn't yeah, have gotten. That's true. <laughs> body of evidence, everyone. We're, we're dealing with a lot of trauma here. Body of evidence, <laughs> which I don't know how do you how do you describe body of evidence if no one has ever well, seen you, it. Well, you describe it as IMDb <laughs> says a lawyer defends a woman accused of killing her older lover by having sex with him. <laughs> that's how you go. describe it. It's the 4. movie. 5. That movie came out like that's the movie that basically. Like the short meeting is the basic instinct is going crazy. What can yes. we do? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> we got Madonna. Uh, Let's make the movie. <laughs> oh my goodness. Anyway, that's all I got. Wow. That's sorry. And it takes place in Oregon, Portland. <laughs> okay. There you go. <laughs> all right. Bring us home. So yeah, Kyle, you, you, you brought a movie that destroyed you. Yes. Uh, I'm bringing a film that destroyed me, but in a different way. And it's one that, um, since we all have daughters, it's one I'm going to highly recommend to both of you. It's one I've oh. talked about on Trailer Rewind. I, I may have mentioned it before as a as a pick on a list before, but I don't care. Because uh, <laughs> this is the story of a father and his 13-year-old daughter that are living an ideal existence in a vast urban park in Portland, Oregon, when a small mistake derails their lives forever in 2018's Leave No Trace with Thomas and McKenzie, who is in uh, Edgar Wright's newest film, and Ben Foster. He is a veteran uh, going through some PTSD and cannot cope with living a normal life. So they live a secluded sort of homeless life in the woods. And his daughter is getting of age where she's trying to, wants to be part of society. And it's this, this struggle between the both of them. And it is a powerful, powerful film that I watch with my daughter. And I encourage you to watch with yours. It will mm. break your heart and bring on the tears and destroy you. Okay. You're like, yeah, sign me up for that. Excellent. <laughs> Horns first, then eyes wide yes. shut. Yes. Well, okay. <laughs> I didn't no say trace. that. That not. Let me just Quite say a film something. Festival we put together here. I don't know if everyone <laughs> remembers. I have a peculiar movie selection that I have watched movies with my daughter. Eyes wide shut. Body of evidence. Not making not. that list <laughs> at all. No. All right. No. Leave no trace. Done. Yeah. Excellent. All right, leave no trace. All right, so those are our picks for the week. So that means we need to uh, inflict our pain on the next group of people. So we need to pick what the topic will be that the audience will choose for next week. So next week they're working on uh, the number four in the Lynn Shelton series, the late, great Lynn Shelton, Outside In. So the... There's a bunch of different options. I've not seen the film, so I'm going off of the list that was provided for me. Uh, so there's a, a couple things that we could choose. Um, well, let's let's look at who we're cursing next week. Oh, okay, let's see who, who are we who, cursing next who, week. Who do we who who do we want to play? Our nice next week's host will be oh Pete Wright is returning to this big yeah. chair. Uh, and then he is joined by the handsomest man in podcasting, Tommy Metz, uh, and uh, our own uh, siren of the of the podcast, Mandy Kaplan. Okay. All right. So how mean do we want to be? We, I, that's a, we that's can, a lot of star power right that, there. That so. is. That is. So I have to think about, about this because I haven't seen this either. And I'm looking at this list thinking, people who get around on bicycles? <laughs> how about this? What are you guys doing? You're, you're setting us up to be hated by the next round I, of hosts. I, I, because... say, I was going to say, why don't we get creative and be like, people who yeah. use bicycles to get out of prison 
because they fell for their teacher. Because yeah. <laughs> I have not seen this either. I, I'm like, no. yeah, I, I don't know. I do not know. No. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I sort of, as I looked at the list, I thought there's, they have awkwardly having your affair found out by your spouse. I thought just awkward affairs would be a good one because that sort of opens up a little bit more possibility. Yes. I agree. Agree. Yes. So that's, that's the first, there we go. The, good one. Yes. Suggestion. Yes. The people who get around on bicycles. You know, That's the, legend, the legendary people on bicycles. There's so many documentaries made about them. <laughs> you know, I got to tell you something, though. But hey, listen, you realize the, the bullet we all dodged. I mean, Pacific Northwest movies, we could have had oh, having yeah. sex with your friend's parent. Well, yes. Like, yes I don't know how that true. didn't yes. get picked, right? Yes, I, I don't know. I think they, yeah. they were looking favorably upon us and thinking, well, we... These guys have daughters. They can't watch these films with their That's family. Right. This well, is let's not, not appropriate. Give, let's not give anyone a choice of looking favorably on anyone. Yes, let's just yeah. give. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, then there's oh, no. falling for your teacher just is okay. Yeah. It, no. Yeah. No, it, it, yeah. Yes. That's just cringy all around. Right. Uh, yeah. People who covertly do art. And then the yeah. clarification is a character in this film breaks into people's <laughs> houses and creates interesting tape art on their furniture or by taping up their furniture and interesting sculptures. So I was thinking of like graffiti artists, et cetera. I'm like, okay. So, okay. so I guess I, Looking at I something can think of one movie. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so that's why I'm, I'm looking more favorably on maybe broken mother-daughter relationships. You know, mm, okay. I, you know that that gives them something. Yes. To, to work mm -hmm. with there. Okay, I like that one. That's I think it's good. Like a couple of those kids. Yeah. So broken mother-daughter relationships. I'll put that there. Well, and I actually like okay to the breaking and entering because that's that that's a definitive crime, yes. right? Yes. Like, yeah. Just straight up breaking and entering, or breaking, and breaking, entering. And, yeah. breaking, breaking and entering okay. to fall for your teacher after you've been oh, released I, in prison. I, I, <laughs> I meant like breaking and entering, but not to steal. Or if you wanted to oh. clarify anything, but breaking oh, and no, entering. Breaking and entering. Just, there, breaking you're and welcome, entering. next week's crew. Yes, there you go. Pay it forward. See. <laughs> <laughs> So, and on you're declaring to yourself, mine hale and hearty friends, I sure had the swell time listening to thy weird games and list making, but how canst I become involved and keep thine madness flowing into mine own ear holes? Forsooth, tis quite simple. Just wend thy way to nextreel.com slash membership and sign up. For a mere $1 a month, dead for a ducat, thee can become a one-reeler and receive access to yon Discord server. And I thank you for your pains and courtesy. But holdest off. They say if money goes before, all ways do lie open. Then most generous patron, if thee be true, and up thy monthly donation, thee can transform thyself into a two-reeler and cast thy gaze towards our live streams as our words are said, and thee shall receive with early access to new episodes of our shows in thy very own private podcast feed. Plus, super secret member channels on Discord like the auspicious Show Talk channel. Why place such import upon the Show Talk channel? Bend thine ear and I shall impart to thee. If thee wish to vote in next week's poll, the only lodging in which thee can do so is on very same Show Talk channel. Monthly shmonthly, I heareth thee say, I have put money in my purse, and neither a borrower nor a lender shall I be. Then valorous news, thee can anon giveth an annual donation for any level. I have a kind soul that would give you thanks. You great benefactors, sprinkle our society with thankfulness. For your own gifts, make yourselves praised. A boon shall to thee I extend. If thee wend to thenextreel.com slash letterboxd, and thee can upgrade thy letterboxd account to pro or patron with a 20% off discount in for renewals. This above all, to thine own self be true, and it must follow as the night the day 
thou canst not then be false to any man. And that's our show! <laughs> Thank you for sitting through all of that. This has been Saturday Matinee. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Steve. You're welcome. Uh, we will see you next time, uh, further on up the road. The rest is silence. Enough said. Bye. Ando. I love the conversations that so many of our hosts have had on their shows. Steve and JJ on Trailer Rewind, Ray and Ocean on Silver Linings, even Tommy's short-lived No, No, Wait, Hear Me Out. And so many films they've discussed started out as a book, a play, or even a TV series. Well, now you can support our whole family of podcasts by using our new Originals page to buy the original source material used to inspire films covered on our shows. Just visit thenextreel.com slash originals. Your purchases made through our links give us a small commission at no extra cost to you and allow us to keep having these fantastic conversations. It's a wonderful way to support the show. Producing these podcasts week after week require a ton of work behind the scenes. If you'd like to help support our efforts, try using our originals page when shopping for books and movies that we've covered. It's your one-stop shop for Amazon and Apple links where you can buy the book, play, video game, movie, etc. upon which the movie is based. Original material for trailer rewind movies like If Beale Street Could Talk, The Goldfinch, Aniara, or The Two Faces of January. Or Silver Linings movies like Repo Men, which was based on the repossession Mambo. Plus, by using those links to buy books, Amazon and Apple show us a little bit of love, which allows you to support our family of shows with minimal effort. Visit thenextreel.com slash originals. It's a fantastic way to support the show and find a great book to read. That's right. Head over to thenextreel.com slash originals to find your next read and get started today. Mm-hmm.